All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. tradition that uh jazz jasmine started um she started that because she used to use craig for her D games and then andre started doing it and travis was gonna do it but i said you know what? i'm gonna do it because I'm, I'm drinking i don't give a fuck uh, craig's up, up here all right that's there okay all right is everybody ready to go yeah is mary coming in or no mary is six so we're we're, okay. both, we're, we're both a man short okay so it's, it's it's a pool, perfect little triad. Te- technically, it's a three-way crossover when you really think about it. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like it's that crossover you're talking about on Twitter. So it's kind of funny. Um, all right. Damn. Five, four, three, two, one. What's going on, good people of the internet? It is time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, panel to panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. We are back once again talking about all the great nerdy news and comic-related information that is going on in the interwebs and in the real world, because there's some weird shit going on in the real world. Um, We are here talking about all that good stuff. Don't forget that you can follow this podcast on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast. You can follow the website on Comics Ground on Twitter and Instagram at on Comics Ground. You can check out the website on Comics Ground, uh, uh, which is uh, on dash comics dash, dash ground. I cannot talk this evening. I don't know my own damn script. I'm fucking with well, like you can check out on dash comics dash ground dot com where you check out all of our reviews, news articles, solicitations, previews, all that great stuff at that link right there. You can always ch- check out our Twitter because we post all of our reviews and post there. All right. To my left. Wait, no, my name is James Portis. I just forget to say my own name. And I would have been listening to old episodes and I realize I don't say my own name sometimes. It's very comical. But my name is James Portis. To my left, we had the man who was forced to go to uh, Spirit Halloween this, this this evening. Well, it made it just, a, just enough time for the show. We have Afro Baggins himself, Travis Tucker. How you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, trying on my my mermaid man bra right now. Bro, just be kind of water. It's so much easier. I already 
Pretty Bob Mermaid, man. Oh, you, oh, you literally <laughs> bought a suit. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, <laughs> you wasted money on it. Oh. God. I wouldn't say it's a waste. I can run around as an old guy on Halloween and be like, Eva! Oh! <laughs> um, and then to my right, we uh, maybe uh, sick this evening, but we do. We are, already had a crossover planned, so we are gonna make this crossover happen. We have our sister podcast over at the the Web Slingers capital of the world. We have Alec this evening with us from Living on the Edge. How are you doing this evening, sir? Hello, I'm doing good. Uh, am I allowed to plug my own Twitter and the LOTE Twitter? course okay uh if y'all want to follow me on twitter you can go to at underscore the smart alec and if you want to go to the living on the edge twitter and follow it it's at l-o-t-e underscore podcast um but i'm i'm doing good uh finished working earlier so i i finally have money it's been so long um it's it's like it's been so long that I haven't seen your face. I thought you were gonna do the man behind the slaughter for a second. I said Acom. Fuck you, me. No, I no, because you said it's been so long, and I was thinking since last I've seen my son lost to this monster to the man behind the slaughter. Oh, okay. So we're going to dive into, into some... This is going to be an old-fashioned news episode of Panel to Panel. We are going to be kicking off some awesome content in the, ne- the next, like, three months starting next week. But this week, it is going to be an old-fashioned news episode. we got some uh, interesting topics to discuss. The first one that we are going to be discussing this evening is that finally, after getting the, the results of who is going to be playing... She-Hulk in the She-Hulk show. We are now finding out that... I hope I can pronounce this right. Newcomer uh, Iman Vellani is going to be playing Kamala Khan, Miss Marvel, in the Miss Marvel Disney Plus TV show. And praise be to these people for not trying to be stupid and cast, like, almost a grown-ass adult to play a child. I am so grateful. Granted, she'll be, like, a year older by the time the show comes out because of, like, COVID and, like filming and shit which is fine but like i'm i'm very grateful that they've actually chosen someone of the adequate age and didn't pull a percy jackson because they do that shit i'd be pissed um for me i'm hopeful now seeing that there actually seems to be a, a good group of people behind this movie with this casting um i know that there was a bunch of issues on the Twitterverse and the ne- and the neckbeers lost their shit and wanted to come after the poor girl because she apparently had a a what, what's the website called Alec? Letter Letterbox D. Yeah, Letterbox D. I don't even use Letterbox D, but like apparently she had a Letterbox account and she gave Captain Marvel, which is Ms. Marvel's idol, two stars. And I'm like, who cares? She <laughs> literally said she would give her life for Brie Larson. Like, who really cares? I, I don't understand. Um, it doesn't make sense to me. And keep keep in mind, I'm not the biggest Ms. Marvel fan, and I will never not not granted. I'm not gonna pull the the idiot gatekeeper speech of oh she shouldn't be here. No no no. I just said I'm not a fan, mainly because I'm not the target audience for the for this character. I never have been. But the people who enjoy Ms. Marvel are gonna love this. The, now granted, the show itself. And we'll get into the Avengers topic uh, in, a, in a minute. But in terms of 
Kamala as a character, I love her, and I want her to prosper. I'm always someone that wants diversity, so I'm all bored for this movie. I'm hyped. Well, not movie. Fucking TV show. I'm hyped that she has been cast as a younger person. That way she can grow up with the character. Um, Travis, how do you feel as someone who is a father and maybe Cece could be looking up to this, this character as time goes on? I'm a, I'm pretty excited, to be honest with you, because there's not many like role models for this specific audience in the MCU. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Technically, it's going to be on the show, but it's the MCU. We all know that. Yeah. But um, I think she's going to fall in love with Kamala Khan, because like, my, my little girl's at the age where she... If I walk in a room that she's in and it's really quiet, there's a chance that I'm going to get ambushed or something. So I have a feeling that once she sees Kamala's big, giant, stretchy fists, she's going to be a huge fan immediately. So I'm honestly pretty stoked to have another positive female role model for her. That's good shit. Um, Alex, how are you feeling about this movie? I'm, I'm very... Show. I'm, I'm used I'm, to movies. Like, MCU doing more shows has me like... What? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for this. Uh, well, like, she hasn't been in much, I don't think. Um, she's, a, like, we, like, I think you said, she's a newcomer. But, like, I think that's really cool, because it's, like, out of, like, out of all the, out of all the girls who auditioned for this, they chose uh, her, an unknown actress, to bring Kamala to life, which I think is a really cool one. I, I like seeing people. I like seeing unknown actors have their careers skyrocket because of a role they get or a successful thing, like with Tom Holland or Taron Egerton in the in Kingsman. Um, uh, also, you know, John Boyega, because like from Attack the Block and then Star Wars and now a lot of other stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm very excited for her. Uh, I'm glad they did not cast fucking Naomi Scott of all people to play Kamala. Um, Why would anybody want that? Because Hollywood is Hollywood. They are afraid. Ugh. They are so scared of anything that is not Western. I that's, that's why we still have live action anime adaptations with anybody except Japanese people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? You cut out for a sec. I was like, me and Travis can speak from experience. are a little rough. Um, but no, nah, okay. So like from here, we're gonna move on to um, Regal Cinemas has announced that after the delay of the next James Bond movie, that they are going to be shutting down like all, every Regal Cinema. Yeah, I I will say that I didn't see this coming, but I or, or at least I didn't see this coming so soon. I figured that most movie theaters still had some legs under them. I know AMC's like kicking dirt right now because of their issues where they're wanting like to throw fits and not wanting to publish movies because of certain things. But at the same time, I figured regal had a little bit more time on their hands but so it's it's shocking to think that they couldn't exist a little bit longer with the revenue they had granted they were already doing things like oh we're gonna start showing older movies 
for, for like limited time reruns, like this is the Disney Vault shit. So they were they were starting to do that, which was concerning. More and more, you would go into right before you would see a movie, the previews would say, "Hey, we're gonna have like The Godfather and this and that and like Oh, Gone with the Wind." Like on these on these days, come back and see these old movies that you can see online for like dirt cheap. Like it it's it's heartbreaking in a way for me though because I don't want to see movie theaters die out. Even though, like, digital is the future, movie theaters are still kind of an iconic thing. Granted, no one's going to a movie theater anytime soon because of COVID, but, like, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. Um, Travis, how do you feel about movie theaters? Uh, I, um, I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you're asking me a question, and I'm, like, thinking back on all the positive times of movie theaters. And I, I I miss them. So I don't know. Uh, it, it sucks that this is happening, but I feel like this is kind of the the next domino falling with COVID and all of that. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Is it? Is it? Is it? Oh, it's Cine World. Like a, a different website labeled Cinemark as the one to go to. If no, Cinemark's no. going, that would be concerning. I worked at Cinemark. I. I, I would know, but well, I, I wouldn't know because I don't work there anymore. <laughs> but uh, I hear from somebody. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think Cinemark's doing fine. I haven't heard any bad things about, like, I haven't heard any financial, big financial issues with them at least. But they're closing all 543 locations. God yeah. damn. I have a few in the city I live in, so I guess those will just be gone. Yeah. That's wild. And I mean, like, like I said, like, it, it's, it's, it's shocking because you didn't, you wouldn't think that this would be the world we're living in because of COVID, but like, especially how it hit comics pretty hard too, but to see this hit that hard, you're like, um, I guess we might not be going to movie theaters much longer and everyone's going to be forced to do video on demand here soon. Like, I feel like, sorry, I don't mean to interject, uh, but like, so the thing is movies, there are a lot, especially blockbuster movies, blockbuster movies are made for movie theaters, especially the MCU, because the MCU, they have moments where they intentionally have a pause for, you know, laughter or cheering or clapping, um, like, I mean, Endgame is a big example of that. Like, Endgame was a movie that was made for a movie theater. Made for a movie theater with a big crowd. Um, like, so it's like either Hollywood has to step up and be like, okay, we need to help support movie theaters. Because, you know, they say they, like, they like I think something I've seen, like, throughout COVID has been like, Hollywood being like, no, we can't let movie theaters go under it's like okay then do something <laughs> you have money do do something but they don't so it's like okay well then you're gonna have to start making your movies for the streaming services and having to go all in because you can't be wishy-washy like if if you don't think movie theaters can be salvaged then you gotta pack it in and start doing double time on your Disney pluses and your HBO maxes and all that. But I don't think movie, I don't think this is the end of movie theaters. Um, Cause 
I, I don't know. Anything is possible. And like, I, not every company is going to go under. I don't think um, if for nothing else, they'll just get bought out and different companies will buy more lo- buy locations that are left over from uh, other companies closing down. But yeah. it, it's, this is definitely like a big blow and it's why they should not have tried to open back up because Christopher Nolan willed it. <laughs> but I, I, I really question that man's sanity. Sometimes he, I like I like I some like some people said stuff like that was said about him was false. But like everything with pushing for tenet for tenet to be released during this pandemic, I'm just like read the room. And I mean I know it was obviously Warner Brothers too. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it it was not the right move, and I feel I feel like they were looking at the small picture and not the big picture. They weren't thinking about the long term. They were thinking about oh, we need money right now. It's like okay, but you're gonna wish you stayed closed because I don't know, but. Yeah, it still sucks though. Yeah, um, I just I I I feel as if movie theaters are gonna become not only more expensive once COVID becomes like not as prevalent. I think they're gonna become very much a thing of hey, you can go here, but more more like like you know how there's the like almost like. I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. The movie, like the movies that are about to leave theaters that are still there, but they've left the major theaters and they're just only at like the really small time theaters. I think that's going to be a thing where you have like, like Avengers five, whatever that fucking, well, I don't know Avengers five. We're, I think we passed Avengers five at this point. Fucking, but like Avengers 20, whatever the fuck that happens. Like <laughs> when we have that, that'll be like a hit video on demand, but it's, at this theater, select like, like how they already say select theaters, that'll be select motherfucking theaters. Like where you have IMAX or nothing. It'll be like IMAX or a little theater, mom and pop shop type theater, and that's it. Like that will be the, the, the game plan. And then mostly it'll be video on demand because Disney Plus has learned from Mulan that people will buy movies out the cut. Uh some places like 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 what Scoob came out or Trolls. They figured out that movies will come out for video on demand and still be successful. So when Trolls was worth every penny. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but obviously you have. So like you could you right there, it'll be one of those situations where Disney's gonna start doing more movies that are straight video on demand. The the audience is still there, and they'll definitely start like shifting Disney Plus's UI. That way it can have, like, a movies you bought section. Like, I think there will come a time where if you buy a movie on release, they'll give you, like, a discount on your next month's Disney Plus, maybe. That way it'll, like, it'll charm you more to come, like, to the movie release because they're not going to be able to survive on $30 movies every time. They're not going to be able to survive on that. So yeah. it'll it'll become a thing where say oh you buy um Frozen three or some other dumb shit like or when uh they 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 just announced uh Lion King two Simba's Prize be made be made the same live action way which we'll talk about that we'll add that to the agenda I'm not happy about that um <laughs> what, well, uh, that um when that comes out 
it'll be $30 here, but you'll get like a 25% discount on your next month's Disney Plus. That will be a great way to get people in the door for Lion King 2. I, at least I think. I don't know if y'all have any opinion on that. Like, I, I, I think you. I think there's a lot of truth in that because, like, they, like, they can easily. I feel like the main problem is that they don't. They're trying to figure out how to navigate a world where they can't rely on movie theaters anymore to make money. So, it just needs. They just need a little bit of time to crack the code, and once the code is cracked, bye bye movie theaters. But yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say bye bye, but you're yeah, like you're you're about right. Okay, so from there, um, we are gonna move on to a little 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 bit little bit. I gotta clue these boys in on. So, Wizards of the Coast is on fire. Um, that, that's that's gonna become a running running gag. I feel like the more shit goes on, because first I said DC was on fire, but now we're saying Wizards of the Coast is on fire. So. I don't know if, you, like, uh, Travis, you played uh, Magic the Gathering. I, like, obviously you don't. But, um, in general, when it comes to Magic the Gathering, back uh, in last year, towards the end of last year, they started doing this, like, very premium product called Secret Layers, where they would release alternate arts and usually foils of certain cards, certain, like, very popular cards. They would team up with certain artists. They would team up with cosplayers. They would team up with different things like that to give people a new platform for cards. They were usually very expensive. You could only buy them for, like, a week, and then they would take months to ship. It was a very start thing that happened last year. It's been going for a while. They'd have, like, a women's-themed month. I tried to petition for a Black um, Black History Month one and a BLM one, but no one would listen to me. Um, All we got is a Black Planeswalker. We what have the fuck, black, wizard? We, 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 we have several Black Planeswalkers, hush. But... I tried. I, I, had, I had the change.org petition. I tried. But anyway. Um, but, like... In general, we had um, like like there was the woman's one, there was the tattoo artist one, there were several secret layers that have come out. So, earlier this week, Wizards of the Coast and whatever um, well, and I I don't I don't want to say it's Image Comics, but whatever company produces The Walking Dead have partnered together to release exclusive an exclusive secret layer product that has Glenn. Negan, um, the stupid dude with the long hair that everyone wants to be Ghost Rider, um, what's his damn name? It's gonna bug me. Talking about Norman Reedus? Yeah, Norman Reedus and Okoye from Black Panther. I don't watch Walking Dead. I refuse to. Um, <laughs> I mean, I at least give him some respect for the Boondock Saints. Come on. I refuse to acknowledge Robert Kirkman and his fucking stupid zombie book that should have ended five, like 300 volumes ago. And it took, took for, it, it took forever to end. But, what um, about the second whistle? He was the second whistler in Blade Two. Come on, come on, dog. <laughs> God damn it! Like I, I, I will give Robert Kirkman praise for Invincible when I refuse to read his zombie porn. But anyway, um, so the the product came out. There were going to be exclusive artworks, cards of Norman Reedus's character, Okoye's character, Glenn and Negan, and they were coming out. They're going to be the specific product, but here was the kicker. They weren't alternate arts. They were exclusive, full Black Border Magic cards that had their own abilities, own flavor text, and existed in Magic the Gathering as a whole that could be used in any legacy format, like legacy, modern, commander, didn't matter. So these were going to be cards 
that would only be able to be bought for one a week are probably going to be sold for a high premium, like over $100 price, and are only available for that week. And they're able to be used in those formats. People were pissed. People were fucking pissed. And understandably why, because you are literally trying to control the market and say that unless you have the ability to be a whale and buy this this premium Walking Dead product, then you're just shit out of luck. You have yeah, no way did... to... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, I was no, going to say, when did Magic become pay to win? What's that, up with that? that? So I, literally, like, it's been pay to win for years, but, like, in general, like, in terms of this... They're literally saying this is a problem. Like, like this is the thing that, that they're gonna continue doing. Especially when when they pitched Secret Lair, they said it was only gonna be alternate arts. It was never gonna be brand new cards. So people are like ready to sue Wizards of the Coast. Like you're lying to your fans. And they also said they would they would never release exclusive cards in a buy a box format that couldn't be bought for everybody. And now you're having. Um, like the rules committee committee for Commander not cho- choosing not to ban the cards, and Commander players are pissed because they want the cards banned because it's not fair that some people can have the cards and some people can't because the the buying system for Secret Layers is trash, and it's going around basically like that like now people are joking about creating their own formats, their own fan community formats that have nothing to do with Wizards of the Coast. Because of the fact that they can't trust Wizards anymore. Granted, Wizards of the Coast has been on fire for years between like 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 sexual harassment allegations and racism allegations, but this just adds to the fire of they really only care about money and everyone's looking at them side eyed like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? <laughs> so that's the drama on the block right there, Travis. How do you feel about that? Uh, pretty upset, because, like, I get what you're saying when you say Magic was kind of always pay to win, because there's always that, in every circuit of Magic I've ever been in, there's always that one guy that's like, I've been playing since beta, and then he has, like, a million broken cards, and it's no fun to play against him, so they end up not playing against anybody. Um, this kind of makes that worse, in my opinion, in my opinion. Like, I don't understand, why would, why would they make, like... Alternate arts is one thing, but, like, their own rules, that is so over the line. Like, imagine imagine playing, like, I don't know, Fortnite, for example, and you paid 20 bucks so you can have a gold scar every round. Is that fair? <laughs> no, hell no. Especially if it's going to be a limited edition release thing, you know what I mean? It's one thing to have promos... And alt arts and and signed autograph from the artist cards, but to release completely new rules is so bold that it's so clear that they're here to just squeeze every dime out of the fandom. There was the thing that happened recently, like, like, like right the day after it was announced, one of the most popular YouTubers, uh, the professor of Tularean Community College, he put out a video where he said, yo... Back in February, March, April, when um, COVID first hit, y'all released Ikoria Land of Behemoths that was all about, like, kaiju themes and shit. So you released um, Godzilla King of Monsters-themed alternate arts of certain cards, where you had Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, uh, Godzilla, Space Godzilla, all them bitches. You had all these cards that were alternate arts of existing cards that were being released with that set. Like, you could have Baby Godzilla, but you had another card that was also the same flavor text and rules. Why didn't you do that? 
And everyone's looking look at him like, yeah, he's right. And then one of the heads of R&D, Mark Rosewater, set, like put out a, a Tumblr post where he's like, well, you never know. We could do that in the future. And you're like, you're a bold-faced motherfucker for doing that. You did that on purpose. That way nobody could come to you and complain. Nobody could come to you and get mad at you. And that was a backwards thing that you're saying after the fact. That was never part of your goal from the jump. You want to control the market in the worst way possible. And that's a problem. So, Alec, how do you feel about all this drama since you've, ne- you've never played before? <laughs> what y'all said. <laughs> I I am sorry. I, I do not. Uh, none of this I understand. But it does sound like companies are fucking up again, as they always do. Show, mm-hmm. you know, screw them. Like y'all said, like I wouldn't say screw them, and like keep in mind, and I, I and I, I totally agree with with the professor and other other YouTubers who said, yo, don't attack the people that was in the coast, don't attack people that work for for Magic Gathering, don't do it. It's not worth it. Like, and we'll get into this when we get into like into the Spider Man talk, and me me and Al are gonna have a field day about that shit. But in general, you you need to you need to complain in the right way by not paying with your wallet and also sending the correct comment forms. Yes, they might not hear you correctly, but you attacking them is some bullshit. You issuing death threats is bullshit. Oh, yeah. That's not okay. So, we're, we're going to go ahead and move on to another, our next topic. So, uh, last month, yeah, last month, uh, Avengers, the game, Marvel's Avengers, not, not really a word for it, Came out for Xbox, PS4, and PC. Um, we received a review copy from Square Enix. Uh, like uh, I bought the game. Alec uh, used the review copy, and we busted this shit out. I, I wanted to bring Alec onto the show. That way we could talk about it. And I feel as if... Um, well, and also, uh, Travis has uh, like, seen a lot of the gameplay, so he will uh, like, give, give his... Dis- I played oh, have you played it? I played the first mission. That was actually my introduction to Kamala Khan. Dope. Okay, so you played the first mission. So so we have a little bit going on here. So, Alec and I are apparently at odds here. Alec, you wrote the review. You played it. I want to know how you feel about the game before I go in. Well, I wouldn't say at odds, because every criticism you have, I can agree with to some extent. Um, okay. But uh, I really enjoyed the game. A lot of people have talked about how the gameplay is just button mashing a lot and combos that don't really make sense. I still like... I My main was Kamala, actually, because it was fun to, to like do the sprint jump where her legs extend and swinging off of pipes and pulling up on ledges. Like, because it also made me just think about, like, oh, this is what Spider-Man's going to be like, kind of. So I'm, like, excited. I'm kind of excited. I am actually excited to see where they take Spider-Man in the game. Like, I'm curious to see, like, what direction they take him. Because it is going to be Peter Parker, they said. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, I really like the story. I think the story was very, very good, even though, like, it did have some shades of Endgame, and it was very, as Brian said, 
um, on, I think he said it's either me or on Twitter. Um, it was, it, yeah, he said it on Twitter. It's very clearly written during the, it was very clearly written during the period where Marvel was pushing the Inhumans as the new mutants. Because this game was revealed in 2017, and that was when Ike Perlmutter was having his day in the sun filming Inhumans. And we know how that worked out for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, I will say I actually liked what they did with the Inhumans in the game. I don't know a lot about the Inhumans, but I'm... But I can say I'm pretty sure this is not really what they are in the comics. Um, Y'all can probably say that a lot better than I. But uh, um, I really like the campaign. I really like these iterations of the characters. I like that they didn't... Now, like, there was some clear similarities to the MCU, but <clears throat> but they didn't they didn't ever go all in, like... Bruce Banner look has his look from Avengers One pretty much, like the blue button down shirt. But like Troy Baker, I think played him very well, and and his character was a lot more neurotic and not comfortable in his own skin and just guilt ridden. And um, and I okay, I got to talk about Kamala. Like it's very rare when this happens, but after I played this game, I'm like. I want to read the first volume of Miss Marvel like right now. And like if you do that for me, then like you've you've done a great job in terms of storytelling cuz I okay. I really like I really liked her. I thought Sandra Sandra Saad did a very good job voicing her. Um I I liked all the main cast even though like uh, Nat, Natasha and Thor were just kind of like there they just came in at the end and like uh i liked cap actually even though he wasn't yes. in it much i thought he was like a really good iteration of cap um i love that you can wall run as him because i i love respawn games so i am glad they uh brought that in um the combat it's like i I hate the RPG elements of the game. I, I like whenever there's like a third person action adventure game and it has RPG elements, I'm like, you're trying to be something you're not. Please. It like the one time it worked for me was when I played Horizon Zero Dawn because it was a game where it's like you, ha you had an open world, you had to collect resources, you had to craft stuff. Um, uh, God of War the RPG elements did not work at all. They were just there for the sake of being there. Avengers, it goes way too far into it um, with all the gear you collect, all the artifacts you collect, all the currencies you get to upgrade the gear. It's like, just give me a skill tree and different attributes to upgrade instead of interchangeable things to make me quote-unquote better when I can't really tell if it's making me better or not. But, um... Hilarious is, like, we're totally reversed, where I... It, like Other than, like, one thing, which is Kamala, I'm totally backwards with you, and I actually like the RPG element. This is gonna be a fun time. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Um... I am very excited that I like that 
now of course the microtransaction stuff is bullshit microtransactions in general are stupid uh, there's no good reason that to get one skin i should have to pay twenty dollars like that's that's so goddamn ridiculous but that's outlandish to say the yeah. least yeah I mean, but, but Travis, you and I both know we dropped $20 to get Blade on Fortnite, so we can't talk. I didn't drop nothing. I dropped you, 10 you me? Nah, I'm trying to get Wolverine no, for $10. I, I got Blade. I ain't worried about shit. I got Blade. But uh, I'm happy that the all the stuff that's going to be character and story-based in terms of DLC is going to be free. Agreed. Like, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure they said that, like, the like whenever a new character will be added there will be new story missions because i feel like there would have to be um but uh yeah also i had no clue who monica rappuccini was before i played this game <laughs> and i also i i like that modok was the main villain and i actually i liked him um it makes me wonder why, like, they didn't just have Guy Pierce be Modoc in Iron Man Three. Exactly. Because exactly. Like, you had Aim. He was the leader of Aim. The Mandarin. Just, <laughs> no, we have to make the white guy the Mandarin, and then ten years later, be like, no, don't worry, we have the real Mandarin in Shang Chi, coming out. Whenever COVID ends. Okay, so he, he, here's where we're going to flip the script. So, the microtransactions, um, not the microtransactions, microtransactions, yes, are horrible. The RPG elements, Alec, I need, you to put, I need you to put your nerd cap back on and go play Marvel Ultimate Alliance 1 and 2. Because RPG elements have been in Marvel games since, since before time. This is before. I mean, I mean, even further back, X Men Legends. Yes. So I will, I will, I will tell you to go back and play your history, dog, because RPG elements have been in these games from the jump. Like there wasn't even skill trees back then. It was put your gear here, play the game, keep it going. That's what I'm gonna say on that one. Um, how dare you disrespect the amazing couple that is Travis Willingham and Laura Bailey? You need to go back and pay your respects because they are amazing as Thor and Natasha. Though I will agree that they were kind of just thrusted out of the story mode for no reason. But how dare you disrespect them? I, um, I meant no disrespect. <laughs> I mean, deep I, I give worth. <laughs> I, I give all the respect to Laura Bailey. Yeah, no, like literally. Actually, here, here, here's my controversial opinion. I think Travis William is a better Thor than fucking Cransworth. Even though he totally was Hemsworth's personality. No, because ah. no, because if if you play um older like uh, over over older Marvel content and like o- older stuff like that, like he he Willingham has been here kick, kicking good Thor shit like about the same time Hemsworth started, if, even if not beforehand, because he was in Superhero Squad. So I will say that Will Willingham deserves his respect when it comes to playing Thor. Um, Troy Baker and Nolan North sound nothing like the characters they're playing. That is just facts. Troy Baker sounds like he's being depressed Booker DeWitt, and Nolan North sounds like he's playing Rich Deadpool. They don't sound like their characters, and it's really annoying and, and, and freaking uh, immersion-breaking. Like, that's my biggest beef this entire this entire game. It breaks the immersion. Like, that, like it just it feels like they were handed a check 
and we're told to play the characters they they know how to play and it's it's very like uh, flat out immersion breaking because William and Bailey they know what they're doing they they've played these characters they played the, 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 the Natasha and Thor so many times they know what the hell they're doing the new guy Je- uh, Jeff Shite, uh, Shin Jeff Shin him playing Captain America was mwah, beautiful freaking beautiful I didn't have to hear Roger Craig Smith play Captain America for the thousandth time it was just beautiful. Like, I loved his interpretation of sounding like Captain America and how passionate he was. That was the best shit there. And also, uh, I agree with, with, with Alec that Sandra Saad was amazing as Kamala Khan. She was the best part of this fucking game. <laughs> and I hate that because you would think in a game called Avengers, the entire Avengers would be amazing. But hearing Deadpool and um, Booker DeWitt be more depressed then the freaking girl, like, like the little child in the room, is very frustrating. When I've already seen Art Robert Downey Jr. and, and other iterations of the characters do it for the thousandth time. And yes, it's very obvious that, like, like Alex said, this was written during the time of the Infinity War and Endgame because of how like dire it sounds. Oh, the Avengers are separated. We're all depressed. Yada yada. Like it just. Like, I don't need this. Captain America is dead. It, you know, we all know he's not dead. Like, anybody who thought Captain America was dead, you're freaking stupid. All the like, people on Twitter who were like, they, they killed Captain America to make way for... Com- no, they... You yeah, are no, an idiot. Yeah, yeah no, you, you are freaking right. idiots. This is a typical Captain America move. This is... Uh, man, this is Ron's line, but you don't read comics. <laughs> and this is Ross line. Well, Ron will be back in January for, for Milestone. So that'll, that'll be a thing. But no, like, um, that's his line. But, like, it's so frustrating. And yes, I will say, Morak was a great villain. I like them changing it to, like, oh, he's more inhuman-based. That was a cool way to do it instead of just being the same science shit. You know he was the villain from the first minute uh, Kamala walks into him and in uh, Troy Baker. I'm not calling him Bruce Banner. He's not fucking Troy, like Bruce Banner. Like the minute he walks into Troy Baker and, and he's like, Bruce, we need to look at the thingamajigger. Like also, the also when Tony interrupts the, the squeamish science, the squeamish nervous scientist giving a speech by entering and stealing the thunder. It's like, I've seen Iron Man 3. I know how this is going to go. I've seen Iron Man 3 and Iron Man 2. And, and no 1, one. even. <laughs> we know this ride. We know how this is going to go. Like, it, it, it's it's by the book. And there, I, and I, I will say, the, the best part of this entire game is the first, like the, not even the first mission with Kamala. The, the, the moment, like, in the flashback, when she's a child. And she's at the Avengers Day thing. And there's that moment with Thor and the moment with Captain America. Those are the two best moments of this entire game. And it never has a better high point for me. Because People on Twitter hated on the part where she recited the if the whole world tells you to move thing to the to the dumb white kid who was trying to be like, you're not a real fan. Like people, people were complaining about them like that's that's what Kamala, that's Kamala, like, as far as I know, that is what Kamala would do. Not and only that, if, if, if she wouldn't have done it, Steve would have done it. Like, yeah. come on. I, Alec, go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was, I was done. Okay. But, like, it's just, 
like this game never has another high point for me besides those two moments because like you're you enjoy uh, like actually no I'll take that back the moment where Bruce tries to like tries to as Hulk grab like like um Steve's shield and guard it from Kamala that is a the, the, those three moments those are the only moments I enjoyed and I played the entire game because after Tony shows up I was bored. I was fucking bored because it just sounded like Deadpool talking. And I was like, please, God, shut up. Please, let the let the girl talk. I don't care anymore. Please, just shut up. Like, I couldn't take it anymore. It was so frustrating. Like, I will say, now, in terms of combat, um, similar to what I said about the RPG elements, um, it, it, it feels like third-person Marvel Ultimate Alliance to me. It feels like the same damn thing. So it yeah. was it was the same beat 'em up style that I enjoyed, so I didn't really care. Um, it 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 felt very much like it was trying to be um, Square Enix's Destiny in a way, where you have just waves upon waves upon waves of ads or adversaries to just clear. But it it was it was fun. It was it was a fun gameplay ride, but the story was just stupid. That's what I, I, I like. That's where, that's where I'm at at the end of the day. And there it's it, it definitely feels like. This could have been any other superhero game. Um, I had more fun with Spider-Man. I will say that. Well, I um, mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah, like, th- if th- but this game, and also making it mission-based was probably the dumbest thing you could have did. Because you're trying too hard to make it be like um, the next multiplayer game of the century rather than making it the, an experience. Like, you could have just took the Lego Avengers formula and wrote it to Helen back and just said, yo, here's San Francisco, here's New York, whatever the fuck. You can change out your character when you want. You'll have your specific story missions, and after that, you can access the whole damn joint. And I would have been fine. But they didn't do that, and it was stupid. Like, making it mission-based was just like, you... And then, when you save Tony or Nolan North, you save Nolan North for, uh, from being <laughs> depressed... You, you, once Nolan North's done being depressed, and it just becomes oh padded multiplayer missions here, padded multiplayer missions here. I was like, I don't even care anymore. It, it was just dumb. Like Hulkbuster smash, Hulkbuster smash, and win. That's all it was. Like it was just who cares. So I will say that this game gets a six solely because Kamala was good. The gameplay was rep- like repetitive but easy, and I, I, I it was the same combat I'm used to for Marvel games. And I like Willingham and Bailey. That's why. That's why you get a six. Otherwise, I I, I wasn't enjoying it. Um, Alec, what, what, what? I forget what your rating was. Didn't you give it like an eight or nine? I gave it like I tried to give it an eight. I think like the the rating system on the site will sometimes like aggregate numbers that I don't mean for it to aggregate. So yeah. But uh, I I intend for it to be around uh, because I really like the story. I had fun with the gameplay. Um, I'm excited for the story-based content and the new characters. I'm really excited to see what they do with Spider-Man because I know a lot of people are sick of Teenage Spider-Man, but I kind of want this version to be a Teenage Peter Parker because we already have an adult Peter Parker with with PS4. And, like, I think it would be a good dichotomy if, like, Kamala was the teenager who was, like, all avengers fan and peter was the one who was kind of like i don't know 
Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to solely because they already put the Avengers Tower in Spider-Man PS4, and also because I think people are, are don't like the idea of Peter and um, Kamala being the same age, especially well, with I'm... Miles and Kamala being on the, the champions together. I think that would just step over a line that would piss people off. Well, when does that stop this game from doing anything people wouldn't like? I mean, yeah, but like, eh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm sick of teenage Peter Parker. I'm tired of it. I just, it's, well, that's my thing. I'm, I'm good with a teenage Peter Parker if it's different from MCU Peter Parker. Like, that's, that's my ultimatum. Because like I, I like I don't know. I, I like oh, I, I like adult Peter Parker, and he should not be regressed to a teenager. Um, but I. I don't know. I miss Ultimate Peter Parker, so that's kind of why I'm like, that's that's why I'm like, I just I I want to see something like that. I mean, he didn't hate the Avengers, but it, it's or Ultimates as they were called, which is he wasn't like overwhelmed by them. Yeah, but I I like to see one where he's like also uh voice clips leaked online about people about of like other people in the game saying hi Peter, hi Spider Man, and oh. I heard them. And uh, I'm like, okay, so they're calling him Peter and Spider-Man, so everybody knows who he is on, like, the Pallet and in the Ant Hill. So I, I'm just wondering what's what they're going to do with him. I'm just very excited. <laughs> uh, oh, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> but uh, Civil... Brian and I talked about this. Civil War is the worst thing to happen to Marvel in the past like over 10 years but uh it, it was literally it was literally cool cameos and that's it everybody oh, was I, out I of character comic, i was referring to comic civil war not um movie civil war oh no i was too oh, okay i thought uh, i liked comic civil yes, war like, i have my beef with civil war but civil war has we might have to revisit this, this might be another crossover episode everyone's war. out of character everybody makes Agreed. decisions that make no sense and it it, it caused <laughs> one more day to happen okay but one more day is a, okay we'll, we'll we'll get we'll come to we'll come back that might be a january thing but um so uh, he, we'll, we'll stay in the, in the realm of Spider-Man since Spider-Man is the, uh, Alex uh, Forte and there's a bunch of Spider-Man news. Oh. So before, before we get into the game nonsense, um, so apparently someone found out that Jamie Foxx is returning for Spider-Man 3. Yes, he and, is. And I'm... Uh, how do I say this? <laughs> Upset? Jake. I need you to hang up the phone from Marvel. I need you to hang up the phone from Todd McFarlane and just put superhero movies behind you. Because this ain't for you, baby. This, this, this ain't for you. Sir. Oh, like, no, power, like, power was the shit. Power was the shit. And that, that was because it was an indie product and that was good. But, like, Jamie Foxx needs to just put superhero movies down because he hasn't had the best chop with it. He needs to go do like an act, like, like like be Black Tom Cruise in like the next Mission Impossible. I don't care. Just go do something else because your Electro was stupid, and I don't want you playing Spawn. And also, you're still waiting for a Tom McFarlane script, especially when Tom McFarlane said that the Spawn movie won't even focus on Spawn. Why would you want that role? 
Why would you want that? So I look at the idea that Jamie Foxx is going to reappear as Electro in a movie he has in a movie series he hasn't even been in yet. And because he was only Electro in the Amazing movies, not in 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 the in, in the Tom Holland verse. So, either you're gonna pull a Spider-Man by Ryan Michael Bendis and have two Electros from two different universes, or y'all just saying fuck it and throw all the toys in the air and don't care anymore, and just gonna do Spider-Verse and just don't and, and whatever. And my answer and my and my answer to that is don't, please God don't. No one liked discount Steve Urkel turning in, into fucking. Um, electro v electric eels. No one liked it. Just put it away. Make a new one. Like I will go to the store and buy you a new electro suit. I don't care. Just like don't do it. Um, that, that that's how I feel about that. Um, Travis, how do you feel about Jamie Foxx coming back? Uh, see, <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a mixed bag because like I liked him post transformation. I absolutely hated him before oh i hated that so much oh my god <laughs> oh. little like oil slicked hair and his buck teeth right and, his, and his, his whoever gave him that shitty wig like probably worked <laughs> for tyler perry at one point because oh god that wig was so bad and then just for it how i don't know how he became the villain in amazing garfield spider-man i was like Happy birthday. Right? I all over the walls. Like, hey, you're my best friend, right? What the fuck is this? Yeah, I'm like, this ain't Electro. This is not him. What happened to the, you know, smart-ass douchebag that Electro is? This ain't that. I was pretty upset about that. I'm not going to lie. But like, how do you feel about him randomly coming back into the MCU with no no reference? Um, scared. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I I I I love his acting. He's a great actor. But huge emphasis on but. If they don't give him the Michael Keaton Vulture type of treatment, I don't think he's gonna be worth anyone's time. Right. Okay. You're our residential Spider-Man, um, pun intended. Um, how, how do you feel about the idea of Jamie Foxx coming back? Like, 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 you're the one person that seems to actually appreciate the amazing movies here. So, how do you feel about? Well, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's a strong word. Um... Hey, you were the one on Twitter all excited about the amazing suit being put in the game. So, I, I the, the, the first movie. Second movie is a different ball game. Um, you like that but, hand, though, right? You like that hand, the web hand. It, it's look. That <laughs> moment is beautiful. I don't care what anybody. Rest of the movie can go to hell. That that scene is beautiful, and it made me cry. I don't care what anybody says. But okay, so <laughs> ew, I, I I got a lot to say about this. Uh, oh, okay. So, um, I remember on Thursday looking at my phone and I just screamed because <laughs> uh, I'm first of all, I am in this for the chaos and the chaos alone. I, I, I cannot wait 
to see how fucking insane this gets. But uh, first of all, um, just let me talk about TASM2 Electro for a sec. Uh, I, I was saying this before we started recording. How he was marketed does not connect to how he was in the movie. Because the marketing was like, oh, it's the rise of this loner guy finding his true calling as the supervillain Electro. And then the movie's just like, oh, hey, here's this weirdo who's obsessed with Spider-Man. We can't relate to him because he's literally just clearly psychotic, even though people are mean to him. Okay, now he's to- now he's a totally different person when he becomes Electro. Um, and, like, also just, like, the the first act, it, we were, were made to believe that he and Spider-Man are going to have this, you know, kind of intrinsic connection because Max is obsessed with him and Peter, like, at the beginning of the Times Square scene is trying to help him. And then after that, Peter just does not give a single flying shit about him because the plot is like, no, go make this chartboard in your room to a Philip Phillips song. Um, he he's like it's like no you gotta go find out the the spiders in in roosevelt station and like electro becomes nothing to the plot after that move after the Times square scene he is nothing except muscle for harry and even in the final battle peter does not remember oh right this guy really liked me and he needed help maybe i should try to help him no i'm gonna taunt him and then i'm going to murder him I, I redirect the electricity back to him and I blow him up and I, I'm just like, hey Gwen, we can make your flight. And then Gwen dies and smacks her head against the pavement. No. Oh, oh. But um so like I will say I like the electro theme minus the lyrics. The lyrics are stupid. And if in the MCU, if they bring that theme back minus the lyrics, I will I will be happy um and if they give him the suit with the starfish mask i will never complain about anything sony does again um that's probably a lie but um here's why i'm actually kind of interested and excited like for real because jamie fox posted on instagram about how he basically confirming that he was coming back. Um, And he said he will not be blue, which that automatically makes you believe that this is going to be a new Electro. This is going to be a new one. And I'm, it's, it seems to be a JK Simmons situation. Also, let me remind y'all, Feige actually um, liked Electro. Uh, from Tasm 2, but he did say, like, you gotta cut out the weird stuff because it makes it hard for us to relate to him. So I feel like that's why Feige was like, okay, let's give him a rebuttal because we like Jamie Foxx. Um, but I don't know. They were rumors earlier today, and these are just rumors. I don't know if they hold any water. They probably do not because scoopers have been wrong before and they will be wrong until the end of time. But uh, people, some people, some scoopers are saying now that 
there's whispers of Kirsten Dunst and Dane DeHaan returning for future MCU projects. Might be Spider-Man 3 or might be something else, which makes me think, this is what I'm thinking, because Jamie Foxx also posted fan art of Spider, of like Toby, Andrew, and Tom with Electro in the sky. And I think what's going to happen is that Spider-Man 3 is still going to be its own thing. Like, there's no reason to freak out. Uh, if it obviously, I could be wrong because I mean, this would be the first time Sony fucks up a movie with studio interference. But uh, because Feige is there to counterbalance that, I feel like it won't be that bad. But I feel like this Spider-Man Three is still going to happen. It's going to be its own thing. Peter's going to go through his fugitive thing and then get his name cleared uh, and people won't think he's Spider-Man anymore. Um, but then the next Spider-Man movie will be a live action uh, Spider-Man slash Spider-Verse movie where Toby, Andrew, and Tom team up together, maybe with some returning villains. You have no idea how happy I would be if we see Willem Dafoe again. If we get Willem Dafoe in that cheesy ass Halloween costume with the party city mask, I will literally bounce up and down on my seat with glee. Cause like I can easily see the reason why they have J.K. Simmons back and why they have Jimmy Fox back is you'd be like, these are different versions of these characters from other movies just played by the same actors. And some people didn't think about J.K. Simmons because like, oh, of course, J.K. Simmons is perfect for J. Jonah Jameson. They're literally like the same. So you can you can see. So like, that's why people didn't really think about that. But with Jamie Foxx now coming back as Electro, I think they're setting up multiverse stuff so that these actors can play different versions of the characters when that thing happens. I do not think that will be in Spider-Man Three. I think the post-credit scene of it will set up whatever that will be. And I disagree. You disagree? I disagree. I think with everything that's happened with COVID, with the fact that Holland's getting older, with the fact that Zendaya's getting older, with the fact that everybody's starting to move on from the the MCU and starting to be interested in other things, I think for Spider-Man 3, and the fact that he blew Peter's secret right as he got the girl, I think they're just going to swing back for the fences and pull everybody back in. They've already opened the door for multiverse shit with um, WandaVision now and with the Multiverse of Madness coming up with Doctor Strange. I think they're just going to pull the trigger, give Holland one good send-off, and give everybody their, their come up, comeuppets, put them back in the suits, and be done with it. Because that way, the future can be Miles or whatever the fuck they want to do, and like, Sony can take their rights back and shut up. I think... They're going to be slick about it. They're going to do one giant round of hi. How you doing? And here's everybody. Toby. The whole shebang, yada, yada. Just be done with it. I, do. I don't know if it's my connection, but it sounds like your mic is doing that thing again. Yeah. Well, that's weird. I think that, like, just in general, that they're going to do one giant backswing to bring everybody back. Just basically, like, they're just going to make the live-action Spider-Verse happen ASAP. That way, it just exists. See, I would agree, but uh, here's a few things. Feige did say that Spider-Man 3 is going to be 
a Peter Parker story. Now that could hold some weight with like a being live action Spider Verse, but also their new deal that they struck that last year. They, it's not just for Spider Man. It's for like their content and stuff. Like part of their deal was that some stuff from Disney would be on Sony stuff. Some stuff from Sony would be on Disney stuff. Like apparently now even uh, like from a leaked Disney plus ad Spider-Man far from home might be coming to it. And I think it, I think that's because of that deal that they struck. Um, also, He's also Tom Holland still set to appear in at least one more MCU movie separate from his own. So, and also let us not forget, uh, Morbius is is like okay. These movies are in the MCU now. I forgot. Like, hey, I I feel like you're upset because it's Leto. (laughs) No, no, that is valid. That is in general. I mean, you know, Leto is a creep. So I mean, it's Leto's a creep. But like, why do we need a Morbius the Living Vampire movie? You know what? I need a movie with maybe Morbius co-starring, but not a Morbius movie. You don't understand. We need twelve foot Jared Leto to fight Matt Smith with full body tattoos. It's genius. Do you know how unappealing that sounds? (laughs) <laughs> Apparently that leak was fake, but um, no, uh, like yeah, because of Morbius and the deal and the specifics of the deal they struck, and with Feige saying what he said about Spider-Man Three, I don't, I think Sony's in it for the long haul. They just had to be like, okay, we need to get our. The only way for us to survive is we have to shove our way up the MCU's ass, so we can at least suffice as glorified fanfics of the MCU. Like that that like that's probably their term. That was probably their ultimatum for the deal. It's like, okay, if you want Spider-Man, you need to let us too um and do whatever we want. So um also by the way, with this with this whole thing, Kevin Feige has no excuse now to not bring back Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. And like everybody else, he has no excuse. Iron Fist, you can keep. Um, you can le- you can leave that be. Uh, but Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, you have no except for Rosario Dawson. Leave her be too. Um, like he has no excuse now. There, there's no, there's no excuse. So. so um, well, now we're going to have another discussion about the final topic of the evening. So, um, how do I even intro this? Um, uh, fucking, who, who publishes this fucking game? What? Who publishes this fucking game? Insomniac? Insomniac's on fire. Okay, there we go. Insomniac's on fire, because, so, this week. Insomniac Games, as part of the announcements for PS5, announced that they're going to be re-overhauling the, the, the graphical engines for the Spider-Man side game and the Spider-Man Ultimate Edition remaster PS5 edition that's coming out. So, before I get into that nonsense, 
The reason why I will be referring to the Spider-Man, uh, like Miles Morales game as Spider-Man side game is because that's what it is. And it's disgusting. And I hate it. Not a, not, not Miles Morales Spider-Man. No, I want that more than life itself. I want Peter Parker to go to the darkest corner of the galaxy and never come back. I want a Miles Morales game. My problem is that this is not Spider-Man 2. This is Spider-Man holding Miles Morales, and it's really frustrating. And no one seems to be listening to me that you that the, 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 the creators can blow smoke up your ass and the graphics can look as smooth and crisp as fuck and, and, and his waves can look as beautiful as y'all want them to look, but it's still going to be a side game with like seven hours of content stapled to a PS4 remaster. So I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hit you with a hot take real quick. Why the what? fuck didn't they give me a remaster Jack and Daxter? I mean, oh, of course we we need more Jack and Daxter in our fucking life. That's, I, I don't we, understand we... any Sony title that is not hyper realistic movie quality is garbage, except for Ratchet and Clank. They can stay for some reason. But no, like that's what that that that's that's where we're gonna start that conversation. Um, but the reason why, but that's why, if you see me calling Spider-Man colon Miles Morales the Spider-Man side game, that's what the fuck it is. You can't really like like no one can give me solid evidence. If the game is longer than fifth. Wait, hold on. Let, let, let me let me. How long to be Spider-Man PS4? Let 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 me let me let me put the benchmark up on the table for you real quick. If Spider-Man PS4 is, I don't know, if Spider-Man colon Miles Morales is not longer than 16 and a half hours, or if it does not meet 16 and a half hours average, then it is a Spider-Man side game. If it does not go higher than at least, I'll, 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 I'll be generous. If it does not go higher than 13 hours, which is the average for most single-player games, it's a side game. It is a motherfucking side game that they are shoving out to shut black folks like me and Travis up, and they're trying to give you a, a PS5 launch title. And that's fact. There's, there's no way you can refute it. Until they, that, that they show me that Spider-Man colon Miles Morales is longer than 13 hours, it is a side game. Alec, would you like to refute my claims? Because I, I, I'm pretty strong on this argument. I want to see what God, you got. No. God, no, I got nothing to back that up. <laughs> the thing you said is valid. Like, I, I got, I, I am the, I am the complexion of a bottle of mayo. I have water here. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, everybody, like, they keep looking on, like, like, Black Nerd Facebook groups and on Twitter and shit, and everyone just keeps, like, 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 like swallowing the, the like swallowing the Kool-Aid, like, yeah, we finally got a Miles Morales game, everything's good, look at his waves, yeah, look at this, yeah, motherfucker, y'all are just drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. This is... To, this is to shut you up. That way you don't ask for more. When Spider-Man 2 comes out and Peter Parker is the lead again and Miles is riding shotgun. That's what this is. That, that's like, like, why don't, like, people don't seem to understand me when I say that. Like, I've had to, like, explain that multiple times. Because, like, 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 I remember, um, people, like, like, some of our own writers were like, oh, no, what if it's, like, Uncharted? And Uncharted has, like, like, oh, it's, it's like how their side game was, like, almost another full installment. That doesn't make it okay. Yeah. I mean, like, even Jack and Daxter 3 was like that. Like, it could have... Jack and Daxter 3 easily could have been an expansion. So, like, they, they've been yeah. doing this for a good while. Yeah, so, but no, in terms of the... Comp, let's, let's get back to the 
the meat and potatoes of the argument. So wait, can I say something though? The gameplay looks good. I'm excited. I'm excited to play it, even though I agree with everything they said, because they hold more weight in this than I ever will. So I just want to say thank you. I try. Like, you are a great ally, and I appreciate you. But no, and I will say the gameplay looks great. It's gonna be fun. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get a review code for it because I don't want to buy it. But like, in general, it looks fun. But I know it's gonna be some bullshit. It's gonna shut black people up when, when, when the when Spider-Man Two comes out in like a year. But whatever, I'm gonna quit bitching. The, the, actually, I'm, I'm gonna keep bitching because we got more to talk about. But the, the meat and potatoes of the argument is people uh, they, they released um comparison videos of what spider-man remastered which is going to be coming alongside the spider-man side game and people were very upset because the the new that they totally rehaul re-overhauled um peter parker's model it doesn't look anything like it did before it looks like basically like Tom Holland or in Alex Alex now well, viral tweet Tom Holland, um, Tom Netherlands. Oh, like like this man had like thousands of likes and retweets. I was dying of laughter. But like this man looks just like 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 a like a, a video game version of Tom Holland now, and people are were very upset. And. The graphics look like as like as best they can be with some 4K ray tracing. Like it look, it looked good. I was like, who cares? But um, people were so upset. They were sending like insomniac death threats. They were like flipping their lids. They're like, you did this to me. And like the the wor- the worst. Co- oh no, Travis. The worst comment I saw. Someone said that like them changing Peter's face was like them replacing Chadwick. What? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Yep. Oh. I, and then here's the funny part. He, the person who said it retracted it and deleted the tweet, and then like tried to apologize. I'm like, no, 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 no. You getting a shout out this Saturday because I need to bitch about you. Like, like that tweet is the reason why Alec got called in because I was livid. Because usually, like, we don't talk about Spider-Man shit that much on the, on, on panel to panel. But I, I, I just feel like territory. I don't want to uh, like bark up history. But like, I'm like, no, no, no. You come here now, because I'm pissed. This shit had me livid. How are you going to compare a digital re-rendering to recasting someone who passed away? That is so... Oh, God, I'm I'm pretty mad about that. I'm not going to lie. Let me break down Spider-Man Twitter for y'all. Go for it, it. It's, Go. Full, it's full of a bunch of white nerds who use Peter Parker as their self-insert character and get <laughs> mad whenever he is not angsty and it's the reason why people have Ditko gang in their names now, because Steve Ditko, you know, God bless him. He, he, Spider-Man would not be what he is without him, but he, he wanted to turn Peter Parker into his own angsty self-insert character as Brian. Is that really why I've been seeing that? Yes. Brian and I talked about it when we were recording uh, some recently and like, like literally Peter, like even in the comics, Peter was like, yeah, when I was, you know, out of high school and getting into college, I read Ayn Rand and looked down on everybody and God, I was such a dick. And some people are like, that is good. That's Peter Parker. Oh, and God. They And for some reason, they see Insomniac Peter is that even though he isn't. 
and like they're obsessed with the face model of of John Bubniak, which by the way, this is no respect this is no disrespect to John Bubniak for being the face model for the PS4 version. I actually like that face model and I thought it was a good one for Peter, but it's literally just a situation of the face bones are not aligning with Yuri Lowenthal, so they needed a new one so they can do better graphics for PS5, and so they chose this guy. And yes, it does look a tiny bit like Tom Holland, and that's why I'm like, I it wouldn't be surprised if Sony had a hand in picking that, but like people have sent death threats to Brian Intihar and other people working on Insomniac. People have spammed Ben Jordan, the new guy who's the face model for Peter. They've spammed his Instagram saying that you're not my Spider-Man. No disrespect or anything, but you, you leave and let John Bubniak. People forget that Yuri Lowenthal is the actual actor and that John Bubniak was really just a mask he wore. Like... I'm sorry, let me interrupt you. I'm just like, my biggest, I remember like, I think you posted like someone from a podcast, like, like what said this, and I'm like, it's gonna lead into my thoughts, because like, I, I tweeted about this shit. It's a fucking video game. It's a my God. Like, Don't tell him that. Like, we went through this shit when, when Last of Us came out, where motherfuckers were attacking Laura Bailey over a fucking character. Like, this is a fucking video game. And then, Brian, yeah. Brian showed me this clip. I forgot where it's from. It's from some podcast, but it's his favorite clip. And now it's my favorite clip. It's of this guy being like, I want to take you by the shoulder, hypothetical person, shake you a little and say, it's fucking video games, bro. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. It's not important. Like, right. Like, and the thing is, and I, this goes into what I tweeted. I have seen Peter Benjamin Parker, the most mayonnaise nerdy white boy you have ever seen in your motherfucking life, go from being as buff as Captain America in the 90s cartoon, being fucking Japanese in the original, like, Spider-Man Sentai show that, that Sam Lee and the people who ended up creating Kamen Rider made with the fucking Megazord. I've seen Peter Parker be as skinny as like like as, like as hell, like skinnier than Tom Holland in the MTV TV show. I've seen him be like super like nerdy and spectacular. I've seen him be like Drake Bell in Ultimate Spider-Man because that's pretty much what all the fuck he was. Like I've seen like him look horribly animated in the new show with that creepy weird looking Green Goblin. I've seen every iteration possible of Spider-Man. Who cares? <laughs> like, like, I feel like they, Peter, I, I feel like Peter Griffin in that one like like classroom where he's like, oh my god, who the fuck cares? Like, I don't understand why you need this one white boy to look different from the other white boy. Who cares? They, <sighs> they, I've seen so many people on Twitter, and I'm not gonna name names, but like, some people being acting like John Bubniak's face polygons not existing anymore is the, is the same is like so tragic and they can't look at the game the same and it's like it's 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 polygons it's computer. The fucking game. like it, it it is still yuri lowenthal he is the one who is act like 
John Bubniak and Ben Jordan, all they are doing is putting some dots on their faces, having a scan, and then be like, okay, thank you. Like, 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 like is, am I going to break your heart by telling you that, that Yuri Lowenthal has voiced Spider-Man in, 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 the, in the Superhero Squad games? Am I going to break your heart by telling you he's Ben 10 or Superman in the, in the Legion of Superheroes TV show? Like, am I going to tell you he voiced, um, fucking, oh, that, that, that was, um, other oh, different person. But like, like he's voiced, yeah, he's voiced. Yeah, he voiced Sasuke. Oh wow! That explains so much. That explains so much. This is why the neckbeards <laughs> like him. Oh, like, am I gonna break your heart? Cause like, Yuri's been doing this for years. Like he he did a fucking um. He did a Legion of Superheroes reunion panel via Zoom for DC Fandom, and he's like, like he, he's in his like thirties and forties now. He's been doing this for a long motherfucking time. Like, who cares? Like, I will say, the only funny meme out of all of this was like the one where Aunt May's dying in the hospital, and she's like, "Let me see my my, my, my nephew," and then she takes like he takes off the mask, and it's a different dude, and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like that's the only <laughs> that, funny meme one, yeah. I've seen in that entire this entire situation. But the fact that you are literally being so stupid to attack game developers for doing what they're paid to do. It's baffling to me. The like, saddest thing, the saddest thing is that we were here two years ago with the fucking Raimi suit. People right, were yeah. making videos harassing them. Mm-hmm. One person in particular who I could name right now, but I will like just made video after video saying that they are betraying the fans by not having the Raimi suit that like yeah. that they they don't understand Spider-Man for not having the Raimi suit a fucking skin <laughs> made of Spider-Man oh like, fucking crazy they're they're fucking wild dog like do you realize that there was a campaign to get a fan group called the Spidey Squad a fucking like easter egg in the in, in the Spider-Man video game and then and when they worked. got it, and, like it worked it fucking worked and they got the camp like the little like one of the little backpack emblem things that you could get from like from going around the city with a spidey squad pin and then after they got the little cameo thing the entire group like disbanded and it's not like one little like neck beard on twitter on 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 youtube like the whole group's dead and it's so sad that these stupid white boys are this sad and like y'all can come on my twitter my twitter is james c porters three come fuck with me because i don't care y'all really think this shit is that serious that you need to attack people come fuck with me i don't care like this is sad. It's just it's, they know they're sad. Spider- they just want validation. I guess Spider-Man Twitter br- lives and breathes herd mentality. If somebody is loud enough with a hot take, they will repeat that hot take until it is dead. And mm. like, like I could again. I don't. I would name names, but I'm not going to. But some people like fanning and stoking the flames even though they know exactly what it's gonna do for no reason and like people making claims about for example mcu spider-man from a more people have later there have been several people who have been like mcu spider-man is morally bad because it teaches us that you have to have a billionaire to be a hero or some stupid like it's gonna teach kids to hate the middle class or some shit and it's what? like you 
Like, you literally lose all common ground in whatever debate you have about this character because you're putting yourself on a pedestal by saying, by taking a moral high ground and saying, no, this is bad for kids because it's going to teach them to hate the middle class just because some Tom Holland dude looks up to Robert Downey Jr. in two movies. Like, I mean... I would pose them the question of what poor kid doesn't look up to a billionaire, let alone the fact that, you know, t- like Spider-Man and I, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir when I say this to Alec is a broke ass kid from Queens. What? They don't care. They just say, Oh, it's morally bad. And then they're like, okay, nobody attack me now for saying this. Cause they don't want, they don't want, they don't want criticism for their dumb takes. And it's like, I, I don't know. I some people if they're listening maybe maybe I'm calling them out who knows I don't oh, care. Me, bro. I don't care anymore like cuz y'all done some shitty shit in your day. You come after friends I care about on YouTube. You come out come after my people like like Alex, I don't I don't care anymore. Y'all can come at me. I have been waiting for the day that one of you Spider-Man goons want to come up in my ass and I will cuss you the fuck out. I don't care anymore. Like the the shit that y'all have done from attacking from attacking trans fans of Spider-Man from attacking like the full on YouTubers who just or are trying to live their lives. Like I will bash you on Twitter. I don't care. This is my show. Come at me. Like that's my word right there. Spider-Man fans believe that their opinion has to be the right one. Both just in term believe that there is a right answer and that they have to be morally right just because they've liked the character since they were kids. Like Bitch, you're not special. We've all liked the character since we were a kid. There's oh, a reason cool. Spider-Man is the most, like, ha- sells the most merchandise in the world and is arguably the most popular character in the world. I need like, Spider-Man on a shirt. Like, like Alec, there's a Spider-Man on a shirt saying, bitch, you're not special. Like, that was beautiful. That was <laughs> like, it, it's like, it's a bunch of white dudes who believe that they are special because they have this hot take on on a character that literally several other people have a hot take on. It's like, you are not special. You're not unique. This is like the sooner you realize that, I mean, I am not special. I'm not unique. I'm not saying I am by saying this. It's just like, you got to realize that like, this is a fictional character as much as he means to you. And Peter Parker means a shit ton to me because I would not be who I am without this character existing. But it is a fictional character. These are, as Ben Affleck said in that one movie, fictional characters. I did the hand movement thing he did in the GIF, but um, like it, 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 it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like it, it you're you bashing Brian Intahar on Twitter is not going to magically make is not going to have. Ben Jordan, Peter Parker, start glowing orange like fucking Doctor Who, and then regenerate back to John Bubniak. It's not that's not gonna hold on, happen. Hold on, real quick. Travis, I want you to go in real quick because I feel like me and Alec are just gonna go in. I need you to get your word in real quick. Yeah, go. Oh, ahead. Y- y'all, y'all doing it, man? Because honestly, like it's it, I. I was actually gonna say pretty much exactly what Alec is saying is that these Spider-Man fans aren't special. Um, honest, honest to goodness, brass tacks of it, like. I can't do they really think that Peter would be appreciative of their behavior? I think that's the tough question here. I don't think they even think about that. They just assume that like because they like Spider-Man they're in the right. Oh god. 
This is one of those things that I feel like, oh, how do I, how do I put this? Like, like they're being Eddie Brock right now before the Venom suit. God, yeah. No, they're being bringing it back. They're being fucking Max Dillon from Amazing Spider-Man Two. Facts. Yeah, I just realized this is like our first ever Marvel-centric episode, and it's fucking hilarious. It is because Spider-Man Twitter. Spider-Man Twitter is just a cesspool of people who believe that if they wish hard enough and scream loud enough, that everything will be how it was in 2004. Ooh, that was beautiful, Alex. They believe that if they scream about how, if they believe that if they type Iron Boy Jr. enough on Twitter, that Tom Holland will keel over and then immediately be replaced by Tobey Maguire, who is back in his prime and definitely pro- and definitely not a scheming person at all. Don't read Molly's game, Spider-Man fans, because I hate to break it to you about who Player X is, but um, if y'all don't know about that, to- Tobey Maguire was involved in a lot of gambling scandal shit. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that Molly's game covered that, and like Michael Sarah plays, who pretty much he was in that situation. But uh, and like it's just like you got to accept that things change, and like, and this is not me saying you can't, you have to prefer the new over the old because it's new. God, no, like no, 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 no. It, it's just like you got to accept that some things are are gone. And, like, you're not even, and yeah, no, I mean, there are rumors that we will have a live action Spider Verse that maybe Toby and Andrew will come back. I mean, Jamie Foxx is coming back. We have J.K. Simmons. But it's funny because even Spider Man Twitter, when they brought J.K. Simmons back, they were trying to be like, no, it's, it, it's, it, I can't even be excited about that because it's MCU Spider Man. Like, you got what you wished for. And now you're proving why you shouldn't get what you wish for. It's like, right. you can't turn back. Like, believe me, I'm one of those people who, like, reminisces about better times I had in, like, 2013 or whatever. Like, I wish I could go back, but I can't because like, that's how life is. And just you got to accept that the Raimi movies are done. The web movies are done. Even if they bring elements of these back they're done like we're never gonna get a spider-man 4 we're never gonna get an amazing spider-man 3 and you know what the day i improve him wrong about that i will i will gladly be like you know what i was wrong but they like they you got to accept that things change not because of a not because like they hate you they didn't change john bubniak's face because they hate you though i wish they did because i wish they did that because y'all were acting up about the Raimi suit, but like they they did it from a from a programming standpoint, yep. and they explained this perfectly in their blog. They explained it several times, and yet people still keep tweeting at them that they are awful people for replacing a digital mask, and it's just Ugh. like it. Uh, I mean, look, look. When I think about it, looking back at the Raimi movies and how, like, thinking about how people are mad about them, like, is it because that Tobey Maguire is painfully too old to play a teenager in those movies? 
I don't know. Like they, people just, people have rose tinted glasses. I think. Um, now those movies are good. I love the, the first movie is my favorite movie of all time. The Spider-Man. It's good. Yeah. It's a good movie. Like the trilogy. I love them, but like you can't just constantly compare everything to the past when the past is, I mean, you can compare into being like X did it better for reasons that are perfectly valid, but like, you can't just be like, no, everything was better back then when Hollywood always casted 30 year olds to play high schoolers. <laughs> That's exactly what happened too. <laughs> You can follow the website on Twitter and Instagram at ArnHamsGround. You can check out the website on the internet ArnHamsGround.com, where all of our reviews, solicitations, and people uh Travis, do you have a closing statement for this episode of panel to panel um as always fuck you neckbeards you guys ruin fandoms whole fandoms which is insane um secondly uh if in in light of spider-man if y'all want to get down with me in beating the shit out of wolverine and fortnite my name is blacksmith 92 b-l-a-x-m-y-t-h 92 no spaces my day be so fine then boom spider-man twitter um <laughs> but uh yeah no uh it's like oh, Spider-Man yeah. twitter. i'm i'm excited to see what the jamie fox news brings to light I'm gonna play the Spider-Man Five Remaster, and I'm gonna love every single morsel of Peter's new face just to just to stick it to to the nerds on Twitter. Um, but I, but uh, if you guys wanna uh, listen to the Spider-Man podcast, it's called Living on the Edge. Uh, we should have some new episodes coming out soon. I sent them to James's way, so uh, they should be up soon the past few episodes have been commentary tracks for all the movies so if you guys want to tune in and listen to me and my co-host brian what we'll do wednesday i'll schedule okay okay cool um but uh yeah no if you guys want to listen to those and sync up and watch the movies with our commentary tracks they're on uh you know everywhere you get your podcasts and they're free so yeah you're on bad board now that's good shit I forgot to tell you about that. You're on Pandora now. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, we're on Pandora now. Yeah, like you. Yeah, that's, that's some good shit. And then my closing statement, as always, folks, is that support your local comic book shop when you can. I know COVID's got everyone fucked up right now, even Trump apparently. But I'm not gonna talk about that because I'll get banned on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get banned on Twitter. But but in general, like like I, I just can't talk about it there. But you know what? In general, um, support your local comic book shop. Um, fuck you, Neckbeards. And we will be back next week where we will be starting a bunch of brand new content. We have some awesome stuff coming up. 
We have uh, our giant boys, uh, the boys, Amazon's the boys review coming next week. And then we have some amazing series that we're about to kick off that we are going to premiere on Twitter. Well, at least we're like, but we'll reveal on Twitter uh, once it gets closer to the reveal time. So get ready for that shit. It's going to be a lot of reading for me and Travis. It's going to be fun. Um, so get ready for that. Um, actually, no. Well, before we do the boys, we're going to have Travis's pick for a roast. And it's going to be horrible. Hey, <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, Alex, you're here. Do you want to hear what the next book we're roasting is going to be? Oh, boy. Tell me. Shadowland. I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> okay, man. I, I, yeah, we might have to have you on. But no, like, okay, you will be hearing us roast Shadowland. That'll be a fun ass time. You know, it's the worst Daredevil comic you've ever read. Oh, but, Daredevil, okay. You know, it's the worst Daredevil comic you'll ever read. But um, but no. So the next roast we'll be having coming up in two weeks is gonna be Shadowland. That'll be a fun time for everybody, so get ready for that fun time. But we we are gonna go ahead and peace out, folks. So this has been uh, a weird ass blurred grounds panel to panel uh living on the edge crossover, and we will catch you folks next time right here at panel to panel. Peace out. Peace out.